0: Mutual Broadcasting System presents the first of a series of new and unusual dramatic programs written and directed by Willis Cooper and featuring Ernest Chappell.
1: Quiet, please. Quiet, Quiet, please. Like 5,800 feet above sea level. A little house, maybe 20 feet long, 15 feet wide. It's made of corrugated iron sheets with a high-peaked roof. It sort of hangs over the edge of the mountaintop, with nothing but the spikes of pine trees stretching all the way down to Pasadena, better than a mile below you. You ever get out to California? Well, if you do, go up there sometime and take a look at that little house. But look at it through the fence that surrounds it. That's far enough through the fence. You go up Foothill Boulevard toward Pasadena, but you turn off on Angeles Crest Highway at La Canada. Just keep on driving up here. When you get there, just keep right on going. The top of Mount Wilson is the end of the highway. You ever look through a big telescope? at the sky at night at the things up there things so far away you sprain your brain just trying to imagine how far away they are with nothing between you and them billions and billions of miles of nothing I don't know what it does to you but brother, I freeze. listen, do you know there are holes in the sky no, I mean it I've seen them There's a thing in the constellation Andromeda. Uh, No, no, wait a minute. I'm not going to get technical with you. Just listen. There's this thing. Astronomers call it the Horsehead Nebula. You know what it is? It's a hole. It's a great big patch of nothing. Just nothing. There aren't any stars there. There's just a hole. No, nobody knows anything about it. Astronomers look at it. They take pictures of it. and there it stays. There it is now and tomorrow and the next day. And a million years from now. And it's been there always. Yes, it has. It's so far away that what you see now is the way it looked a billion years ago. Before there was anybody to see it, friends. And there's lots more of those places. So what's all this got to do with a little house up on top, of Mount Wilson? I'll tell you. This was quite some time ago. I'd been living in California, State for several years. I had a couple of bucks. Had a nice little place near Van Nuys. That was before the valley got to be so popular with movie people, radio comics, people like that. And it wasn't bad living alone... Waking up in the middle of the night hearing the Southern Pacific lark whistle for a crossing out around Chatsworth. Listening to a dog howling way out across the valley. Going back to sleep. I don't get back to sleep so easy these days. Well, these people from Cleveland were out there. Aldo Minucci and Hugh Grant. We used to be great friends, Aldo and Hugh and I. So nothing would do but they'd come to stay with me. Well, was all right. I had a Dodge convertible. The boys got quite a kick out of California. That's how we came to go up to Mount Wilson that day. Aldo and Hugh had been, uh, you know, uh, looking around for odd places. They had some ideas. So one day we were having breakfast, and they were looking at an automobile club bulletin. Aldo said, let's go to Mount Wilson. So we did. So we did. I've been up there once before... You know how it is in California. I knew everything. But I thought I knew everything. I found out different. We were inside the big dome where the 100-inch telescope is. It's like being inside a giant's watch. The telescope is in the middle, a big spidery framework with the ladders climbing all over it up under this dome. The tourists stand on the kind of a catwalk around the edge while the astronomer explains as much as he thinks the apple will understand. There were just a few of us that day standing close to a little kind of pulpit, listening with our mouths open. Yeah, it is like a pulpit. I got to thinking that day how the astronomer looked like a priest up there. Nice old white-haired fellow, like a priest. And I was thinking he was talking about the heavens too. I've seen it all before, but my mouth was as wide open as Hughes now does. And the Earth is moving
2: through space, too. It moves around the sun at the rate of about 18 and a half miles per second. So therefore, you see, we must, in order to keep this telescope focused accurately on the celestial objects we are observing, neutralize those motions mechanically. The telescope itself, as you will observe, is controllable in any direction by this motor. Not that it Notice the motion of the telescope. And the final movement, the rotation of the entire dome exactly synchronized with the speed of the Earth through space. Watch through the shutters above this
3: Look at... Look at Ross. Yeah, I see. Look outside. We... We ain't moving. The sky's gone by. Look at you. I see it.
2: It's an optical illusion, Aldo. No, it's not an optical illusion. In relation to space, this spot we are on is standing still. Through these motions here in the dome, the mirror of the telescope, he is kept aimed exactly at one spot far out in space.
3: What space, mister?
0: It's...
2: Nothing.
0: What about the air? There are a few
2: miles of air, my friend, and then... Nothing. Earth. Oh, stars. Yes, stars. Yeah. And the places where...
1: there are no stars. My skin twitched a little when he said that. The places where there are no stars... Did yours? Well, the show was over. We went outside into the sunlight. We walked across the long wooden bridge. There's a deep gully in front of the dome. And down a little path past the thing they call a silestet. A small dome on legs about 100 feet high. Then they studied the sun and sunspots and things like that with. And it was quiet up there along toward the middle of the afternoon. There was a chill in the air. We were just talking... An odd place, and you get kind of impressed. The people impress you. The astronomers. They live up there all by themselves. They look at the sky. And they see things. You always get the feeling they know a lot more than they're telling. Like uh, doctors. Like priests, I guess. Oh, I said that, didn't I? Well, that's what they like path leads through the woods. Biggest live oaks you ever saw leads through the woods over to the old hotel. So I said, hey, how about a beer before we start down, huh? A beer? That's for me. Can't get hard liquor up here, Ross? Oh, I don't think so. Anyway, I wouldn't want to drink, not with all that mountain road ahead of me. No, sir, don't take no
3: drink, Ross. I don't want to ride that road with nobody's had to drink a liquor. Maybe you uh,
1: shouldn't have a beer, even. no, wait a minute. Beer won't hurt me.
0: Hey, what's this fence for?
1: Huh?
3: Yeah? Yeah, I never noticed that before.
0: That's quite a fence a hard time getting over there.
3: What would you want to get over it for?
0: I don't know. What do you suppose is on the other side where they got this
1: heavy fence? I don't see anything. Except that little house out there on stilts. Yeah, funny little place. The fence goes right around it.
3: Ain't there a gate? No, oh, come on, let's get a beer. No, I want to look at this, Ross. Probably they got something valuable in there.
1: Sure, a scientific instruments or something. This place is all full of that stuff. Hey, look. Sign. Huh? Where? Here. Oh, come on.
3: Ah, oh, wait. What's it say? The public is forbidden to pass beyond fence under severe penalty. That all? Yeah.
0: What do you suppose they got in that place?
1: I don't know. I don't care.
0: There's a door up at the end of that trestle. Maybe we could get back and get into that other shed where the trestle starts, huh?
1: What do you want to go in there for? Oh, come on, we gotta get going.
0: I'm just curious. You know what I mean. The place might come in handy. Oh yeah. See? Especially if
3: they keep everybody out like this. But well, the thing must be full of stuff you know, like Ross said, scientific stuff.
0: Yeah, might be. Might not be. Hey, here comes that fellow that made the spiel up there.
3: Well, ask him. He'd know. Yeah, he won't tell you. Well,
0: we'll find out. Hey, fella. How are you? Hey.
3: Were you talking to me?
2: Yeah. What's in that funny looking building? Over there? Nothing. Yeah?
3: What's the idea to send them? You don't want people to go in
2: there. Well, I'd
0: sure like to see what's in it. I said there's nothing in there. You sure, mister? Yes, I'm absolutely
1: sure. Uh, could we get a pass to go in there, maybe?
2: No.
3: You saw the sign, didn't you?
2: Yeah,
0: I said something about the penalty of the law.
3: You didn't read it very carefully. He didn't read it. I did. Read it again. Wait. The public to pass beyond this fence under severe
1: penalty. I see what he means. He didn't say anything about the law. Ah, oh, that's right. Well, then, there are other penalties.
0: Ah. Oh.
2: that's right, huh? No,
3: not at all. Well, what does it mean, then?
2: I'll give you a little friendly advice. I wouldn't try to find out if I were you. Oh, is that so? Yes.
1: Do you really know what's in there, mister? Yes. What? Nothing.
0: Okay, lads. Let's go get that beer.
1: Well, of course, you know what was up your way ahead of me. My Cleveland pals weren't in California just for a vacation... There was a bank I'd had my eye on for a while out in Pacific Palisade. It wasn't the first bank that Minucci and Hugh Grant and I had worked a deal on. I didn't go much for this place up on Mount Wilson with nothing in it and a fence around it. Aldo and Hugh, well, after all, could you find a better place to stash away some dough? Nobody could get in, they said. And if we could... Well, so I bought the idea finally. And to make a long story short, we took, I think it was fifty-three thousand dollars out of the bank. Fifty-three, fifty-four. Now, what's the difference? It's all gone now. It's a long drive from Pacific Palisades over Sunset Boulevard, turn up Beverly Glen to the Valley, through to Sunland, down past the sanitarium on Foot Boulevard to where you turn off on the Angeles Crest Highway. The long drive, especially at one o'clock in the morning. That was when we pulled out of Pacific Palisade. It was summer. If, uh, after you turn on the mountain road, you're not allowed to smoke. You see, a fire warden might come along, and those guys can tell somebody's smoking in a car a half mile off. They throw you in the can for it, forest fires. Well, we didn't want anybody stopping us. It was risky enough anyway, because practically nobody ever drives up there late at night. Oh. Early in the morning, I mean. Well, we didn't meet anybody. All three of us were jittery with no cigarettes and that road. Stepping up in daylight. Boy, oh, in the dark. It was half past four when we got to the top. The hotel was dark. Cabins were dark. But the sky. Was just like south of sky. Why is could put in here? Reach up and touch it. I remember the old guy in the 100 inch dome. Nothing between us and the stars. And down below, well, if you've ever been up there at night, you know what I mean. Just like looking down at stars, the lights are 17, 18, 19 towns Pasadena, Los Angeles, Hollywood, Van San Fernando, Culver City, Santa Monica. My hair stand on him when I think of it. And I haven't seen it for... Well, never mind how many years. Well. We stumbled through the pitch, Doc. He got off the path three times, nearly fell down still. And brother, that'd be a fall. He still couldn't risk a cigarette. It was dark. Hugh Grant was in front. Then me... Donaldo. We each had recases. Hugh had a pair of those big string wire cutters that were through a steel cable. All of a sudden, he bumped into the fence. Yeah, ouch. What's the matter? No fence. Hey, where are you? Stand still. Stand still,
0: will you? It's dark. Shut up. Listen for a minute. Hear anything? No. No? You see anything? No? Look
3: the dome over there you see somebody no them two big windows up there with that big round dome looks like somebody watching us <laughs> sure does i
0: cut it out i'm gonna try the fence with the cutters
1: for the flashlight
0: yeah, no i wish we watched
1: yeah, forget it i just don't like that place i
0: get out of the way
3: want some help you just
0: keep out of the way wire made enough noise to... All right, all right. I'll try another strand. See if he can slide under there, one of you. Me. (laughs) No, can't make it yet. I'll try another. look out for your arm there.
3: Now try. Uh, Wait till I take off my coat. All
1: right, now, let's
0: see. How about it?
1: He's through. All right.
0: Me, you, how? Like Cut another
1: strand, here.
0: Now make it now. Yes, sir. <coughs> yeah. Where are y'all, though?
3: Right here. Come on, Joe. Hey, slide the briefcases through so first. Coming up. Got him. Got him. Here I come. All set. All set.
1: I'm all set. I'm as all set as I ever will be, I figure I don't like any part of this place I don't like the dark I don't like the stars up above us I don't like the lights down below I don't like the silence I don't like climbing around the top of a mountain with nothing under me but thin air for a mile or more All I can hear is Hugh and Aldo in front of me cracking through the weeds cursing when one of them whacks his shin against a sharp rock All I can see is two black shapes in front of me Blacker shape, that's the building, the little house with nothing in it. Aldo and Hugh are panting. 6,800 feet, you know. Your breath is pretty short. It's tough going, especially when you're dragging a briefcase full of money, too. You're scared, and sweating, and tired. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we're under the building, alongside one of the struts that hold up the little trestle. Lift me up, Aldo. Aldo boosts him up. He was a little guy, he's surprised. It's brighter than I am up there, a mile in the air, and I guess he's not as scared as I am. So I look up, and he's sprawling on the trestle with nine million stars behind him, reaching down to me.
0: Grab my hand, Russ.
1: I scrambled up. I never know how I made it either. There we are, in a second, Aldo's up there with us. Now, oh, keep quiet a minute and rest.
0: Yes, I'm knocked out.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Hear anything, Duke? The wind,
1: Ross. I. Uh, no, I thought I heard something. Guess it's just the wind. Uh, listen. It's the wind. Well. So we stood up. So Hugh walked the rest of the way down the little trestle. We followed him, stumbling over the planks, and there was the door rattled the bar on it. It was padlocked. So you took the big cutters and you wrenched away at the bar. We shivered there in the cold, waiting to see if anybody heard us. There wasn't a the sound. Oh. So Hugh tried again. And the bar fell oh. off. And kept still for another minute. And then open oh, the door. flashlight.
0: Wait. Ah, nobody can see us. Put your fingers over it and turn it out turn it in there. Okay. I don't see anything.
1: Well, the guy said there was nothing in there.
0: I can't see a thing. Open up the light a little more. I got it open. It's all black in there. There's something the matter with the light. Oh, well, there ain't. Look. Turn that light off me. Well,
1: look now when I shine it in sight.
0: Nothing. Well, there's got to be something in there.
1: Nothing, the man said. Can't even see the
0: floor. Well, I'll find out if there's anything in there. No, don't go in. You can't tell what's liable to be. Well, look out. I'll toss a briefcase in.
1: No, no. Throw the wire cutters in.
0: Well, where are they? Here. the love, of might look out, will you? Keep still. You'll wake up the dead. Well, nobody heard us, I guess. They're shot with luck tonight, no kidding. I'll give you them cutters. Uh, here. And shine the light in there. You sure can't see anything, can you? i in. You get out of the doorway. Keep the light in there. Go ahead. Put them against the far wall. All right. Look out. Where'd they go? Tossed them hard enough to bounce. Move the light around. I can't see a thing.
3: I can't either. There ought to be. The light
0: just kind of seems to... Oh, cut it out. There's probably some kind of stuff on the floor. Powdered. Maybe they fell into it. Here, stand to one side, Russ. What are you going to do? I'm going in to look around. You got a gun, Aldo? Just this little thirty-two. All right, come on. Russ, you stay here and watch and listen. I wouldn't go in there, Hugh. Nah, nobody asked you to. I'm going. Come on, Aldo. I listen, you. You've got the screaming memes, too. Now come on with that gun. There's nothing in there. Look, Hugh, come on, let's get out of here. Oh, shut up. Here. Yeah. Might as well take the dough, too. We can stick it in there. Go ahead, Aldo, with the light. You go first. All right. Now stand there and keep your ears.
1: Hey, Hugh. Where are you? I can't see him. Listen, Aldo, don't go in there. I got to.
3: Hey, Hugh. Hugh. Where are you? Listen, Aldo. Keep your eyes and ears open now. We'll be right back. Hey, Hugh. You all right? You coming in, Hugh? Hugh. Aldo. What's in there? Hey, Hugh! Okay, Ross. Something's the matter with him. Here I come! Hugh! I'm gonna...
1: Hugh! Hey, Hugh! Aldo! Hey, what's in there, you two? Hugh!
2: I can see you. You can stand up now. They won't come out, I assure you.
1: Come on, son, stand up. I've got a gun. No, you haven't. Stand up.
2: When my friends come out... They're not coming out, my friend.
1: Stand up. You wouldn't believe me when I told you. What's in there? What's in there, I said? I told you there's nothing behind that door.
2: My friends went in there. They're not there now. There's nothing in there. You understand me? There's nothing in there. Listen. No, you listen. I. No, I suppose it do no good to tell you.
1: Tell me what. I've got to show you. Show me what? Come with me. No. Come with me. I won't. You've got it. Wait. Wait for me. he closed on my friends. Through another door. Into a long shed in the dark. And I was glad I couldn't see the stars. Out another door at the end of the shed. Down the path past the seal staff, reaching up into the sky, shining in the starlight. Looking like one of those visitors from Mars you heard about on the radio. the little wooden bridge with the two eyes of the hundred-inch dome staring down at me and a cold wind coming up the other side of the mountain. And up the ramp into the dome itself. And up the iron stairs. Follow me. A little yellow light at the head of the stairs and And then out on the catwalk in the dark with the floor 40 feet below us. Up another ladder. My legs are getting tired.
3: Up. Follow me. Up another dizzy ladder. And another.
1: And across another spidery walk. Here. Sit in this seat. I can't speak. My throat is dry. My legs are... Trembling. I'm icy cold in that great dome. out far above the floor? I can't tell it. Sit still. You won't fall. What did... What Sit did... still, I said. You'll have to be sure.
0: Wait.
2: Magnetic destination. You can look now. Look? At what? Look through the telescope. No. Look, son... What do you see?
3: Stars. Millions of stars. Wait. Look again.
1: What do you see? Nothing. Nothing.
2: Now? Nothing. That nothing you see is a million light years away. What is it? There's nothing there to see. My friend, there are scores of places in this universe where there's nothing. Far places, near places. Do you understand what I mean? Is that what you meant when you said... When I said, there's nothing behind that door? Yes. Well, where... Where... Your friends, your misguided friends. I don't know. Perhaps... Take your eye from the telescope. Wait. Look now, if you dare. Well, what?
1: Look. You guess what I saw clawing through black clouds of nothing. You guess what eyes I saw. I saw nothing. Yes, the little house is still there on Mount Wilson. You can go look at it if you want to. But don't go too close. Maybe somebody will tell you it's just a place where they store equipment. Maybe. Why do they keep the door locked then? Just one other thing. Don't you go around opening doors you don't know anything about. There might be nothing behind one of them. You've just heard Quiet, Please, which is written and directed by Willis Cooper... The man who talked to you is Ernest Chappell. And the man who played Aldo Minucci is Martin Lawrence. Pat O'Malley was Hugh Grant and James Van Dyke, the astronomer. The music was composed and played by Gene Perazzo. And now for a word about Quiet, Please, for next week, here is our writer-producer, Willis Cooper. Bill? I've written what I think is an exciting and unusual love story for next week, Chappie. We'll welcome as our guest the charming star of stage and radio, Claudia Morgan. Quiet, please, for next week. It's entitled, I've Been Looking for You. Until next week, then, quietly yours, Ernest Chapel. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.